0: So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
1: They're going to kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal a truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous?
0: Of course, it's dangerous.
1: Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins.
0: All this trouble, all this pain for love.
1: Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG thirteen. May be inappropriate for children under thirteen. This is Chris Liss. This It's the East Coast Offense Podcast. I'm talking with Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. And uh, what's up, man? How do we do uh, this week?
0: We went uh, two, two, and one. Um, I, I went to bat for the Seahawks. They, they covered comfortably. We won with the, uh, the Cowboys and then lost badly with the Eagles. Bears could have gone either way. And then we tied the Monday night game with, with the Pats. So I mean,
1: you just come out and say it. I told us to take the Eagles, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, it's not like I didn't, I picked them as well in staff picks. I give you a harder time if you, if you're going literally against me, but, but yeah, man, what, what, that was ugly stuff that game. It
1: was horrible. I mean, they're home against the Bucks and they got blown out. I mean, it wasn't like it was. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what's going on with that team. They're kind of like the Dolphins. I mean, there's one of those teams that you just really any outcome is possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, James Winston throwing five touchdowns and zero picks, and and Doug Martin going crazy. I, I you know, I would I wouldn't say I was shocked that they lost, but I was pretty pretty surprised how it happened. I mean, that was a- an ass kicking.
1: Yeah, I thought the Eagles would move the ball better, and Sanchez looked pretty bad. Apparently, maybe he was playing with an injury, like he hurt his hand or something, but he was horrendous. Uh, they're just, they're. I mean, I'm, as a Giant fan, I'm actually kind of happy because that was the only team I really thought. The Redskins, they can play the Redskins this week, and we'll talk about that game, but, you know, I'm not worried about them. And Dallas actually is two games out and could, if the Giants go 7-9, and nine, which is not out of the question, even 8-8, eight eight, Dallas could catch them. I'm not really sure about the tie breaks right now. If they, You know, I'd have to look at the, the oh, I guess it would be overall division record, like the cumulative division, they, they split with each other. Giants beat, um, they lost to Philly, they beat the Redskins. So, you know, it depends how it all shakes out for the tiebreaker. but I figure if the Giants go three and three and get to eight and eight, that's probably good enough.
0: You know, I saw the Cowboys at 100 to one before last week and I, was I considered it? But then I looked at their schedule and I, and I thought they had to run the table. They go like two Lambo. They face you know undefeated team this week. So I'm like, no, nah, that's just throwing money away. But you know, crazier things have happened. And this team was 12 and four. I mean, with Romo and the underrated part about them is their defense is really good against the pass, which is obviously important. So they could be dangerous in 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 an NFC that I consider still wide open. So I'm I'm gonna. Be frustrated myself if if they do make the playoffs because a hundred to one was pretty it's pretty high. I did make one bet and I actually went pretty big on it at the Steelers at twenty five to one. So uh, I'm going to be a huge Pittsburgh fan from here on out.
1: Yeah, I, I actually like the Steelers to do well this week. We'll talk about that too. But I, I like the points there. But uh, I, it's interesting because you know the Giants also have a tough schedule though. They play Minnesota, they play uh, Carolina still, and they play they play the Jets who aren't. Great, but it's not like you know, they're not a doormat. They get to host Philly, but Philly blew them out. They're at Washington, which is basically a 50 50 game. And they don't have an easy schedule either.
0: No, you're making me worry. Yeah, maybe they the Cowboys could make it with eight and eight or something. That no, eight and
1: eight. I think they probably they they well, eight and eight is is where that's the, right. Eight and eight, there's a good chance they get in, not like a, a it's not a lock, but it's I'd say they have a 50% chance to get in if they go
0: five and one. All right. Well, I I could see it too. This team. I mean, this team is good. They they went into Seattle last year and dominated, and they you know nearly won in the playoffs. Obviously, in Lambeau. I mean,
1: and and the thing is, Green Bay beat Seattle essentially before McCarthy just gave the game away, and you know, and Dallas in Green Bay basically should have been up three with you know Aaron Rodgers probably would have driven down for a winning touchdown, but you don't know that, and. You know, Green Bay was as good as New England or Seattle. Obviously, Seattle and New England were were dead even in the Super Bowl, pretty much. So, you know, any one of those teams was good enough to win the Super Bowl last year. And Dallas pretty much has everyone back now that, except DeMarco Murray, and that doesn't seem like that's a big deal. So you're right. You should have done it. You should have done 100 to 1. Even if they get to the title game, the hedging is already at 100 to 1. I mean, you're going to cash a pretty big check.
0: Yeah. You know, depending on how much I bet, but you could, at 100 to 1, you could start hedging even if they make the playoffs, frankly. That's what I
1: mean. You bet 100 on 100 to 1. It's ten grand, yeah. so you you know you you could definitely come away with at least a couple thousand just through hedging.
0: Right, right. Well, yeah, you're right. I probably am going to regret that, you but i to regret it. Yeah, I,
1: I don't know. You might not. They might. I, I hope you don't because I hope they don't make the playoffs. All right, let's go through this slate. We start with Thanksgiving, and I was talking about this today on the TYT videos that if someone's like, "How was your Thanksgiving, man?" And you're like, "That eh, was all right. I went one and two. you know, or oh, "I was good. I went two and one." Like that's it, right? That, that's whether that governs whether you have a good Thanksgiving that obviously and fantasy
0: yeah no exactly it's predicated on how, how the football games go for sure
1: like who gives a shit I mean if the turkey's good okay good you know but it's like honestly it's I went two and one it was a decent day you know or you're zero and three I've been zero and three on Thanksgiving
0: yeah you're 0 and 3 that, on thanksgiving yeah. it's like you, ruin have, your like, you, have, you yeah.
1: literally have nothing to be thankful for in that case
0: well, last year at Thanksgiving I sat in a Levi's Stadium and watched the Niners lose what 19 to three or 17 to three, whatever it was. They scored three points, and that was a, a miserable experience to be there. But and I had fun and tailgated, and we had a, a big group of people, and made a you know a turkey, and had and had the whole spread. But but that was a miserable miserable three hours to sit through afterward. That, glad my Thanksgiving hopefully can't get worse than that this year. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right, it might.
1: Uh, let's talk about uh, the first game. Uh, Philadelphia is it's now a pick at Detroit. And uh, I have a side on this, but I'm going to let you go first.
0: Um, yeah, I, mean, I hate to overrate just uh, recency bias, but ever since they're by, the Lions' defense has played really well. I mean, they've shut down Green Bay in Green Bay, and, and, and the, the Raiders, whom uh, they, you know, they've been playing very well. So I'm going to go with the, the home, home team here, and this, this Eagles team may have packed it in. I don't really care who's going to play quarterback. Uh, Chip Kelly reports today that he, you know, he's might be done in, in Philly. So I'm going to go with the, these teams appear to be going in different directions right now. And I'm going to going to stay with that momentum and, and pick the Lions.
1: You know, you're making a good case. I was going to take Philly, uh, but I wasn't strong on it. It wasn't a game I was going to use. I talked about it on the TYT thing. Um, I was going to take Philly just because, yeah, recent fade the recency bias, right? I mean, Detroit was one of the doormats of the league. Jim Caldwell, last I checked, is still a coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Philly is a Jekyll and Hyde team, but they really should have beat Miami. It was just sort of some fluky stuff. They're not out of the playoffs by any means. They're a game behind the Giants, and they play the Giants. And if they win that, they've swept the Giants. So basically, they control their own destiny, right? I don't know about with the Redskins how that shakes out, but I think Philly just controls its own destiny. And, you know, they look terrible, but you know, whatever, Carol, you know, you can get in the playoffs with a losing record or 500 record and, and who knows. So, uh, I don't know that they packed it in. I think speculation and, uh, and they've been better than Detroit all year, but you're right. I, I, you made some good points. So I'm going to withhold judgment. I, I may go the other way. I'll probably regret it. And rest assured, I will blame you if I do switch it.
0: If you do look back at Detroit's schedule, um, before that buy, they lost in Kansas City. The Chiefs have played really well lately. Right, lost lost to the Vikings um, earlier a couple weeks before that. Lost to Arizona in Seattle, Denver. I mean, it's actually had a pretty tough schedule. Like, and so they tough. barely
1: they should have beat Seattle. Really, I mean, you know, it was without Cam Chancellor, but they oh no, it was with Cam Chancellor. He caused the fumble. So, right, you know, yeah, they're not. I mean, look, there's like the doormat doormats like. Well, I'll t- talk about this in a bit, but I consider the Chargers a true doormat now, and the Titans are pretty bad, and uh, the Niners are pretty bad. But the Lions, maybe they were sort of in that class, but I don't have them in that class
0: anymore. Yeah, I mean, they can't run the ball, and I'm, I'm, I don't love the coaching staff, as you said, and Matthew Stafford, but, but in this matchup— um, But also, I- not only they can't run the
1: ball, but Ebron drops the ball. Calvin is just not himself. He's just not this dominant number one receiver anymore— Golden Tate is just erratic. They don't get the ball to him that much. You know, they don't really have – l- Lance Moore's actually been okay as a number three. But, th- you know, that's – you know, they're not – they're just – there's nothing uh, – it used to be that at least their offense was explosive. You know, and so if the D – last year the D was really good. This year the D was terrible until the last few weeks, and it's been good. But, man, it's, it's hard to get excited about them. There's nothing really that they – Maybe, you know, I keep thinking, you know, maybe in DFS I'll take Stafford and Calvin and Golden Tate and they'll just click. But it just hasn't happened.
0: No, it hasn't happened. It really hasn't. Um, I like to pick them, though. And, and then the next game is uh, close to pick them as well. So hopefully hopefully we'll at least get some highly contested games on, on Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. I don't really care about that. I just want to be right. You know, like, it's like <laughs> well, fair, fair 30, 30 to 3 is good if you have the 30 and you have fantasy <laughs> guys going, going against guys on the 3. I hear you, though. Uh, all right. So. Carolina is picking at Dallas, and uh, this is one I, I don't want to touch. Like, I, I my my instinct is always to fade the undefeated team. I think the public's on the undefeated team, and they're never obviously no one's as good as their record if they're undefeated. And Carolina has been covering every single week, and Dallas with Romo at home is is very good. But you know, Carolina, I I'm starting to think they're starting to grow into their record. they' you know, you can never be as good as sixteen and zero, but they're starting to grow into it. I, I thought they were a fraud earlier. And after losing against them for the last four weeks, uh, I'm starting to think you know this is maybe a a 12 and four team. This is an 11 and five team. It's a very good team.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they're certainly going to odds are they finish with a better record than 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 either of those as well. No, no, I'm
1: not saying like like they're going to end up 12 and four. I'm saying they're a 12 and four quality
0: team. Quality team right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, No,
1: I mean, like a 12 and four team is a one or two seed
0: typically. Right, right, yeah, well, I mean we talked just talked about Dallas, and like I, as I mentioned, really good against the pass, um uh, now with Romo back a totally different team, although Des Bryant will you know have his hands full with Josh norman it, it's likely, um and maybe Carolina runs it down Dallas's throat, obviously that's what they do best, and Dallas kind of struggles in that area, but um as crazy as it is a, a three and seven team and a pick'em versus a ten and O team, it obviously makes sense because the Cowboys are much different when when they're healthy on on offense, so. I'm going to once again go the home team here and predict Carolina Falls for, for the first time this season.
1: Yeah, I think I was taking Dallas too, but, again, I wouldn't touch that game. I mean, you're, you're, again, it's the craziest line ever. 3-7 and seven versus 10-0 and 0 to pick them, is, that's, it's got to be historically unprecedented.
0: Yeah, very very crazy. But I, I, I'm with you in the sense of I don't feel strongly about this.
1: Okay, so we're not using either of those two. I'm starting to warm up to Detroit, though. I, I've been taking Philly for so long, and I just despise that team. It's gonna, But, I mean, Detroit is not exactly a safe harbor. <laughs> like, oh, great, I get to root for Detroit again. Right. That's <laughs> going to be great. Uh, all right, Chicago plus um, it looks like it's nine at Green Bay. I'll, I'll say a couple things about this game. I think Chicago is at least league average. Like, they're like the 15th or 16th best team in the league when Alshon Jeffrey is healthy. When he's not healthy, it's tough. I mean, uh, Marcus Wilson is okay, but uh, it's just Jeffrey is the game changer for them. And, you know, I think if if that Green Bay, it's been a house of horrors for Cutler, hasn't it? Like, every time he goes there, it's a horrible game, if I recall correctly. Yes. And Green Bay, obviously, there's a little bit of recency bias. They just finally played a good game, destroyed Minnesota in Minnesota, which is impressive. Uh, So, I don't know. I kind of think nine is is a little too much, like maybe seven and a half. I could see this game being, you know, 27 to 17 and Chicago getting a field goal or a touchdown to – you know, you know, as a garbage time backdoor. So I think I'm probably leaning towards Chicago here.
0: I am as well. Um, Maybe last week was a sign of Green Bay getting it together. And obviously they're a much better team at home, but um, you know, divisional battle. And as you mentioned, I totally agree. Chicago is, is far from a doormat. It would be nice if Jeffrey plays. No, no question about that. Forte reentering the mix. I don't think matters whatsoever either way. But, um, yeah, I think even if it's a, a backdoor cover late or whatever, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is fairly competitive. Nine points is an awful lot, so I would take the dog here.
1: The Lions just beat them in Green Bay. It, like Green Bay doesn't have the magic that it had last year where nobody could go in and beat them.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. All right. So... I mean, what is up with, like, Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams? Like, I, I mean, I just – I don't know. It's weird that just even when they score points, those, those wide receivers. I mean, is Jordy Nelson – I keep hearing his name – Maybe he really is that good, or has Rodgers you know, missed time with a, a throwing shoulder? I mean, they still did put up 30 points and, and win in in Minnesota, but I don't know. I'm not totally ready to buy them as anything close to what they were last year.
1: It's amazing to discover this year that Jordy Nelson is the greatest receiver of all time, though, isn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it really is, yeah.
1: Who would have thought? So deceptive, too. It's so deceptive yes. that he would be yes.
0: that. Yeah, very deceptive.
1: <laughs> so deceptive. Nobody would think it. Uh, but, you know, based on like, how they've been last year to this year, he's the greatest receiver of all time. Uh, OK, so here's a game. Uh, I think uh, it's just so obvious, though. It makes me nervous. But New Orleans plus three at Houston. Uh, I have a strong lean, but and it's, you're going to know what it is. But w- what are you doing here?
0: Oh, Houston's been playing much better lately, uh, especially on the defensive end. And um, I think they're going to, you know, pick their uh, – they're going to go cr- – I like Brian Hoyer as a top six, I think, in my fantasy QB. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think they're all going to go crazy against this terrible defense. So uh, New Orleans, outdoors, no, I'm definitely taking the Texans.
1: Yeah, it's like my best bet, right? But it's just so obvious. Like anybody who pays attention to football, this makes me nervous. Like why isn't this line six? If this line were like six and a half, I'd be like, oh, okay, the Ozmakers have caught on. Still laying the points. But the Ozmakers have caught on. But three is like, they're not paying attention. Like New Orleans, out as you said, outdoors, and with that D that any you know, Washington destroyed them. I mean, the Redskins destroyed this team. I know. Going to Houston, this is going to be like forty-four to seventeen or something.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they're pricing in the um, the what Rob Ryan loss or whatever for the for the defense, expecting some improvement. But um, yeah, I mean, Alfred Blue, I think, is going to have a big game. I mean, this is historically bad defense so far in New Orleans. I know they're coming off their bye, but I I'm with you. The three points seems like seems too good to be true.
1: Yeah, all right. So we Houston's one of our picks. Whatever. We're just gonna do it. I mean, we don't we don't have the luxury at this point of, of being second guessing, being super you know, clever and taking not taking this game. We're taking this game. Got it. All right. Uh Minnesota plus um looks like two, two and a half. I'm gonna say two. Minnesota plus two in Atlanta. Now let me just say something. Bernie Madoff was astounded by the level of fraud perpetrated by the Falcons when they were 5-0. This team, if you look at their schedule the last five weeks and the results, you would think this is the, the worst team in the NFL, not the bottom five or bottom seven. This would be the worst team in the NFL.
0: Well, yeah, one of the arguments is my 49ers, and they beat them over that stretch. So
1: They lost at home to Tampa. They lost – on the road to the 49ers, they lost at home to the Matt Hasselbeck Colts. They beat the Ken Hunt Titans ten to seven, and they took the, and the Redskins. They lost to the Saints pretty, uh, you know, soundly. And they uh, the game before that at home, they had to go to overtime to beat the Redskins. This team is just it's bad, and the fact that they're favorite against Minnesota, I mean, I, I just I'm not a big you know the one week I finally bought into Minnesota. Of course, they lost, but I, I mean I. No matter what you think of Minnesota, I just think, of, of course, you got to take the
0: points, right? Yeah, I don't see how you, you couldn't. I mean, Minnesota's coming off a bad performance, too. I like them to actually rebound. I, I kind of like that aspect as well. And Atlanta, um, yeah, they, they look horrendous. There's no way I'm laying points with this team, no matter even if it's just two, whatever. Again, especially against a team with a, a winning record. Maybe Minnesota kind of paper frauds, or whatever, but they're still seven and three. So, yeah, I would take the Vikings.
1: This is like fraud on fraud, basically, going on. Yeah,
0: I'd like to fade both these teams, but more so Atlanta.
1: Yeah, way more Atlanta. Okay, so Minnesota is it. Uh, We may use them. Uh, Okay, St. Louis plus nine at Cincy. I got to sort of lean. I don't have strong lean, but I have one, but I'll let you go first.
0: Yeah, I don't really like this game because I'm actually going. I kind of went back and forth on this. Um, I'm going to lay the points, surprisingly, actually, here. Cincinnati's coming off. What a couple of losses! I kind of like that. And St. Louis, I know they have a pretty good defense, and um, and uh, they're definitely capable of pulling off these these upsets when you least expect it. But um, Cincinnati's tough. You know, they they've been a really good one of the five best teams in the NFL over the you know the the majority of this season. I think they're one of my favorite fantasy de- defensive starts this week. I mean, if Case Keenum plays again, which it sounds like they're going to go with, if he can you know pass concussion protocol. It's ugly there in St. Louis. I, I love Todd Gurley as much as anyone, but man, that passing attack is just terrible. So, it kind of goes against my instincts, but um, I'm going I'm to lay the wood here.
1: Would you agree the NFL's concussion policy proceeds on a case by case basis?
0: Yeah, I saw that you added that in the article. I, um, I laughed. <laughs> anyway, I laughed.
1: And then, uh, and yeah, I, Case Keenum is. There's so much downside with Case Keenum, right? I mean, Foles is also a disaster too, with no upside. I'm also laying the points. I was going to take St. Louis because it's a lot. But I just think the way this shakes out with Cincy coming off a couple losses, and really they should have run out. I mean, it was so terrible that they didn't run out the clock before kicking that field goal and just go to overtime. They left Carson Palmer time. That was just awful clock management. They basically played Arizona pretty even in Arizona. This is still a a top three or four team in the NFL. And St. Louis, I think, is kind of – I think they're dead. I think they're done. You know, this, they, they already made the quarterback switch. It didn't work in Baltimore, which is, I think Baltimore's needs a little better, but I don't think it's great. And uh, so, okay. We're on the same page there. I I would think about taking them. I think most people are going to take St. Louis because it looks like a big, it looks like a big number.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you.
1: All right. Tampa Bay plus three at Indy. Uh, You go first.
0: Oh, um, this is not a game I feel strongly about. At all, but I don't want to act like I'm buying high off off Tampa Bay. But um, I guess same could be said about the Colts. I'm going to take the points. I just think one of those games, anything could happen. So I'll just it's a full field goal. So I'm going to I'm going to take the dog here.
1: So I don't feel strongly about this. But when I did the TYT segment, uh, Dan Keston, the producer who's filling in and, and doing the segment, he took Tampa. And his argument was, what are the Colts good at?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Give me one aspect of the game that they do well. Run D, pass D, run offense, pass offense. What do they do well?
0: Coaching? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess it would be none of the above.
1: None of the above. Their coach is bad. Their yeah. quarterback is Matt Hasselbeck. They don't run it well. With Hasselbeck, there's no real passing. It's not an explosive passing game. The defense isn't especially good. I mean, they're just not <laughs> that good. You know, like, they're, I, I like Tampa there, too.
0: Yeah, they only have fourteen sacks on the year. Yeah, I guess they re- yeah, they really don't. Um Tampa Bay, yeah. I don't I wouldn't use that game or anything. I don't feel that great, but uh, I, yeah, I
1: would I wouldn't use it because Tampa Bay just seems that win over Philly. I can't I can't bank that as something, you know, that's right. repeatable. I don't feel like okay, Tampa's turned the corner. They may have, but it's gonna take me two more games to believe that. Yeah. All right. Uh Giants minus two and a half at Washington. I've uh I have a lean on this. What's your lean?
0: Um Washington's actually surprisingly been pretty good at home I think since the first game Cousins took over they've they've won every home game I believe. Um but uh but the the Giants uh, coming off a bye it's less than a field goal they're clearly the better team in my eyes so I'll go with your G man. It's probably the sucker side but I'll, and the public side but but that's where I would lean.
1: It's definitely the sucker and the public side and the Giants I think historically or Coughlin are terrible off the bye. But they're better on the road. I, I think they're a good road team because they don't really have a home field advantage to to speak of. And I just think they got to win this game. It's a winnable game. JPP is back. You know, seven seven out of ten fingers ain't bad. And they've got, I think, uh, Prince of will be back. Deshaun Jackson's kind of scary. He he may torch them deep and can open some things up. But I think the Giants' D is now better. And their offense is, is going to move the ball on this defense. So I, I think they're going to. I think they're going to win this game, and the two and a half is, you know, it was negligible. Anything under three, I think, is good enough. So I'm I'll, I'll taking the Giants too.
0: All right, sounds good.
1: All right, Oakland uh, is minus one and a half at Tennessee, and this is a little bit like last week's Oakland game, right? Everybody probably took Oakland, Detroit's a doormat, and Detroit beat them. Similar situation. Who are you taking?
0: Really don't like this game. I've been uh, wrong on the Raiders every single week. It seems like so. Um, I'm I'm not going to flip flop. I've been on them the last two weeks, so I'm going to remain on them. I know that's a poor thought process uh, of gambling, but um, I I just also don't want to you know sell them at the wrong time. I it's tough to do these traveling for the 10 a.m. body clock games and all that. And and has been typically a lot better at home, but um, I still can't get past you know his overall numbers so far this season. Do like Mariota's is interesting in, in Tennessee and all that, but um, don't feel strongly whatsoever. But I'm gonna take the rate is.
1: Yeah, I'm probably leaning Tennessee, but again, I don't feel strongly either. Um, I understand the way you stay stubbornly on, you know, doing the same thing because you know if a broken clock's right twice a day, you don't want to like change the minute, you don't want to change the time like a minute before it was about to be right. You know, right. it's like you're finally gonna get your thing and and you switch. But I, I, Oakland's got to be the sucker side. I mean, I, I really. I kind of feel like people bet based on storylines and name players. And I think Derek Carr is the breakout guy and Amari Cooper, and it's kind of an exciting story. And Tennessee, yeah, Mariota's, you know, uh, second overall pick, but they've been a bad team all year. There's no real offensive story to get behind. Fired their coach. Tennessee's got to be the sharp side, right? It's just got to be just like Detroit was last week.
0: Yeah, I would would definitely think the public would be on Oakland. I agree.
1: I mean, don't you think if – well, there may not be a share. I mean, sometimes maybe the line's just right and they're just it's just bad on both sides. Uh, but I just can't imagine I, I can't imagine the public being on Tennessee.
0: That was frustrating them not covering the Thursday night game. I know we both had them in our stab picks, Tennessee. No, I, I had Jaguars. Oh, you did. Oh yeah, that was well, that was frustrating. Here's,
1: here's it should have been a push, right? I mean, I, I didn't think Tennessee outplayed Jacksonville. I think it should have been pushed because Gus Bradley
0: Terrible.
1: Oh my god. I mean dude, you're for even Phil Sims, when Phil Sims <laughs> is saying I, I would just try to win the game here, that is that's extreme. That is incredibly extreme. And and you're not I mean, he basically kicked the field goal, left two
0: minutes on the clock up six to go up six where they could lose the game. And what's rarely factored in there, or at least it doesn't seem like it with coaches, it's not just the yeah, you can get a foot and the game over, but I'd almost prefer my opponent, especially a team like Tennessee with a rookie quarterback to play for the field goal. Right. But once you're down six, they're playing for a touchdown, and you might lose. Right. If they, you kept that a three-point game, I can almost guarantee you the worst-case scenario was overtime because the Titans would have just played to tie.
1: All the time. When you're up three, never kick that field goal if there's any time left because it doesn't It's, it's – you're right. It's almost worse. It shouldn't be worse. Obviously, being up six should be better than being up three, but coaches are such cowards that the three ends up being better because you're right. They play for a tie. And But just even so, regardless of any of that, it's just like, dude, it was a foot to go. So terrible. And it really disqualifies him as ever being a good coach. I just think – Yeah, and I,
0: I have TJ Yeldon in the Stopa League. And, and a couple weeks ago, they brought Toby Gerhardt in for four straight carries up the gut at the one. This week, it was Denard Robinson, a former college quarterback, for three carries up the one. Uh, it all stops. And it's just uh, – that, that frustrated me as well. Yeah, I wasn't the biggest well, – it- and, and Bradley covered because of that decision, by the way, too. So that that was frustrating. Right. From a that, That's
1: it, what I mean. It, it should have been a push. I mean, it should have been a three-point win because, obviously, all you do is get the first down and sit on the ball. That's it. Right. Uh, but what was funny, too, is they ran three times, didn't work, and they ran twice. And then they – oh, no. They ran three times, didn't work, and they got down there, like, the next time, and the first pass they threw to Julius Thomas was, like, an easy touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that. Oh, you could have done that maybe before, too. Anyway, th- they're – yeah, that's a, that was, you know, Thursday night football. Uh, so let's uh, let's move on. Uh, we got Buffalo plus five now. Wow. This thing went up to five, maybe because Terod Taylor's banged up um, at KC. And, what you know, what a crazy turn of events. I mean, Buffalo was winning games. They're only seven-point dogs at New England, and suddenly they're almost as big an underdog in Kansas City. That's kind of shocking.
0: Well, especially since they kind of fa- played the Patriots well. I mean, he— what they I think they said Brady was hurried nineteen times or something that was like the most in a decade for him, and uh but the chiefs are playing so well they won four straight games and um have looked impressive in, in doing so uh I'm selfishly curious about charrhandic west's uh, health, but they'll be just fine with whoever does plays plays right or or
1: whatever
0: yeah it'll be totally just fine there but um but five points seems excessive to me and on a on a buffalo team that's maybe tyrod taylor is is playing more hurt than. We're led to believe, and I don't know what Sammy Watkins is, you know, why he's not targeted more, but um, I think that Buffalo can keep this, you know, within four points.
1: Yeah, I'm probably not touching this, but I would probably lean Buffalo. I mean, five just seems like a lot when it was seven in New England. I mean, Kansas City's played well, but they've gotten some doormats, and they've also just – they actually beat the crap out of Denver in Denver, so maybe that's part of it. But I think Buffalo would show up and hang with them, you know. Anyway, we're not going to touch that game. No. Uh, all right, Miami plus three and a half at the Jets. This one is just two teams fading that had some hope to be in that mix. You know, be in that Kansas City Buffalo mix. Now it used to be the Ra- it was the Raiders and the Jets. And maybe the Dolphins with the resurgence after they fired Philbin, but right. and those teams are all just falling apart. And there's new you know Kansas City's replaced them uh, as that, as that last wild card team. Assuming Pittsburgh makes it. Uh, And even the Texans, maybe, you know, well, they'll probably win the division. But uh, anyway, you got Miami plus three and a half at the Jets. I'm leaning Miami just because it's so contrarian, but I'm not sold on it. I mean, Miami sucks. Tannehill. You know, one thing I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving week is that I didn't did not roster Tannehill in any of my nine leagues. I just I'm just so glad not to have him. He's kind of like a poor man's Kaepernick, I would say.
0: Well, it's funny you say that. I don't even think you did it on purpose, but we were in um, Las Vegas right before the, uh, the, um, the season started, and I, I made a, a few um, uh, drunken bets with my Yahoo uh, cohorts, uh, Tannehill versus Kaepernick uh, this season. <laughs> I mean, if yeah. that's not an epic, <laughs> an epic right. battle, I don't know what is. Um, but there should yeah. be
1: some qualifier that like, you have to be a top 10 QB to,
0: to cash. Because well, it's How like, about top 25? Well, Tannehill <laughs> will be top 25. Yeah. Okay. Well, barely, but I think I have to get like a henna tattoo on my, like a tramp stamp or something. I don't know. I, I, I barely remember. It was, but that's, that's just, that's just bad. If you would have told me at that time too, you know, Tannehill is going to do what he did and you're going to not only lose, but lose badly. Right. So you know, that's, that's a, that was a, a, an ugly bet all around, but I'm going to take the points as well. I was really high on the Jets at one stage. Uh, I mean, I hardly was in the minority there. I mean, they looked like they had you know, the second or third best defense in the NFL and these weapons on offense. I don't know what's happened. I, I have no explanation, but uh, this is more than a field goal for some reason, so I'm going to take, uh, take Miami.
1: Yeah, they've just fallen apart. I mean, their D just has sucked lately. Jacksonville moved the ball on them. The Raiders. I mean,
0: Hopkins was burning Revis with T.J. Yates throwing to him, and he was like yeah. missed practice with a banged up knee. That was one of my like players to avoid, like in DFS or something. I just thought that that was the of right course. example. He,
1: he was like eighty nine hundred on Fanduel. I was like, dude, why would you ever <laughs> take him? But you know, that's how you win. That's how you win big, man. Is right. you see that stuff happen, you're like, no one's gonna take him. And if it's a weird day where there's not a lot of chalky guys going off. That's what, how you win. And yeah.
0: and Yates missed him on another long one. I mean, like he totally like he could have had even a monster, even more big, a bigger day. But um, he
1: was like one sixty and two touchdowns or something, wasn't he? Or one maybe one twenty and two touchdowns. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not even. I may even change my mind when I write the column. I mean, I'm so not sold on Miami. Miami. I mean, Tannehill. If ever there yeah. was a team for the Jets to get healthy against defensively, it's this team. I mean, just Tannehill is just so uninspiring. He just he has no pocket presence. He stands around and gets and gets dropped. He's just he's just not good. And those receivers, they have good receiver. Why they can't get Devontae Parker on the field this this late in the season.
0: Yeah, like, I don't know how I don't know how banged up that foot is or whatever, but I thought yeah. he bad. I don't think he's on the injury report. Yeah, I think it's something's been lingering from the preseason. And they but maybe yeah, maybe they're using it as an excuse. I I don't know. I wish I had an explanation. I don't know. I mean, Jordan Cameron's like not even a top twenty five fantasy tight end. It's just weird.
1: And you know, Dan Campbell, I'm not I, I don't have a lot of faith in him the way they've played the last couple games. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm withholding judgment. I might actually take the Jets. They the hook might be sort of a reverse
0: Yeah. And maybe I like fall for that. everyone's gonna yeah, say take I the Dolphins and
1: then like actually the Jets are just gonna smoke them.
0: I totally yes, I admit that I can be guilty of that, right? Because that's what made it easy for me, yeah. just that half a point. But maybe that's you know, that's that's probably the contrarian, is, you know, would be to go the other way.
1: I may take the Jets now that I think about it. All right. Now, this is a game in the uh, TYT thing. I've, I had a side on this, but I'm going to let well, you go Well, I think,
0: I think you already ruined it, what you said. And I'm going to go the other way. I, I hear you how big of doormats that San Diego look like. And, man, Philip Rivers went from being a guy I thought I could count on in a couple important leagues to my fantasy QB to one. Now I'm, like, scrambling. I don't, I don't know what to do. He it's, it's suffered one too many injuries. And uh, having said that, though, really, Jacksonville you're going to lay four points? That's ballsy, man.
1: Yeah. Hey, look. First of all, there's nothing ballsy against the spread, right? Like, ever, and it doesn't. If if it's ballsy, that means the other side is easy, and if the other side's easy, then
0: it's, that means it's wrong.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> here's here's why. Is like this is in my mind what the line should be, right? But I thought the line would be like three at most, maybe two and a half or three, maybe three. Okay, but actually not. I mean, Jacksonville is what four and six. I mean, San Diego's worst record. I mean, if you just look at it on paper, Jacksonville's been the better team this year. But beyond that, I would just think that the public would be like, oh, San Diego plus three. But the fact that it's four, it's almost like, wow, they're going there. They're really, they're, they're going there. Like it's fully, everything is fully priced in. And I think the public is going to be on San Diego here because they're not going to want to lay four with Jacksonville. Not that the public is always wrong because sometimes they're right. But in addition, look at San Diego. Their offensive line, I would say, it's the thirtieth best or worse—thirty, 31, or thirty-two best offensive line in the league. Would you not agree?
0: Yeah, sure. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue that.
1: Okay, their running game is definitely bottom ten. Okay,
0: partially, oh, is, 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 I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's at least. I okay. mean,
1: could be bottom five, bottom three, bottom one, possibly.
0: Yeah, Detroit doesn't get any worse than Detroit, but it, right. you, you know, maybe next week. Okay,
1: so but it, it's down there. Now, how about their defense? How's their defense? How's their defense against the run?
0: Well, I, I can tell you that against the pass, their 8.4 YPA is the second highest, only okay, to but, but what is only it to New Orleans? Orleans. Only to New Orleans. I don't have that up on uh, uh, that stat up They're right
1: they're now. dead last.
0: Dead last. Well, okay. they, well, it's well, them and, and Cleveland. That's not good.
1: Uh, look what you know, the, Spencer Ware did to them last week. Yeah. and The week before, I you know, it's just like one back after another torches them.
0: Oh yeah, yeah I know they're like the friendliest fantasy matchup for opposing backs. Yeah. 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 So
1: they're 8.4 YPA. They're the friendliest matchup, fantasy-wise, for opposing backs. The offensive line is in shambles. They can't run the ball. Keenan Allen's out for the year. Antonio Gates is clearly hobbled. Clearly. Lederer's green's hobbled. Uh, Malcolm Floyd is very iffy and probably won't play. No. I mean, their best receiver, Stevie Johnson. Then they've got Dontrell Inman is their number two. And they've got some dudes I've never heard of that I had to put on the cheat sheet, and I, I couldn't tell you their names. Um, Tyrell Williams, maybe? Is that one of them? Anyway, so this is... Maybe the worst team in the NFL. I mean, I, I think this might be the worst team in the NFL. I mean, Rivers is good, but he can't, it's not like he can – he's not mobile. He can't create plays. He's got to have guys, timing, pocket. You know, he's got to – he's a conventional quarterback. I don't know, man. I—I, You know, Jacksonville stops the run. Rivers can maybe throw against them a bit. But who's going to oh, break it open? Who's going to make a, a 60-yard touchdown pass for the Chargers?
0: No, all, the, all that makes sense. I mean, they've lost six in a row. And maybe they just totally pack it in and it just gets extremely ugly down the stretch. But, you know, coming off an embarrassing home loss, 33 to three, I mean, they don't have any home field advantage to speak of. So that doesn't really matter traveling uh, to Jacksonville, but I'm just more buying into Phillip rivers being so good. And uh, Jacksonville lane four points just seems, you know, a little bit absurd on its face, but. I wouldn't argue this. I mean –
1: You remember Tom Brady, uh, the first few games of last year when he had, you know, Gronk not really 100% healthy and problems, yeah. you know, with receiver, no, no real receivers to speak of. And any QB, man, if these conditions get bad enough, <laughs> they can be terrible. I, would you, I, would you start
0: Bortles or, or, or Rivers? If, you know, I would start to... Bortles for,
1: over Rivers without question. Okay. Although, actually, Jacksonville is pretty vulnerable against the pass, so – it's not without question. I have Bortles and Eli in the Stopa League. Okay, so I'm starting Cam. Although, I mean, I could sit Cam, but that would be really crazy in a way. I've got three QBs, okay, and I st- obviously can only start two. Uh, mm-hmm. And I have Cam against Dallas, uh, who I'm just pretty much auto-start just because they're running. Yeah. And then I've got either Eli or Bortles. Eli's in Washington, which is, you know, they've been okay against the past, but still the Giants can't run to save their lives. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be throwing. And then, uh, you know, Bortles... Home against San Diego. I, right now, I put Bortles in instead of Eli.
0: Let me see where I have them ranked. Uh, yeah, I ooh, I have Eli a little higher this week, but I could see it. Yeah, I,
1: mean, I may switch it. I mean, maybe Jacksonville just maybe Yeldon just goes nuts, and they just run it down their throats all game, and it's not a big Bortles game.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Eli, who we um league of leagues, we had he had a buy. I, um, I added, I think, Alex Smith or something. That was frustrating that uh, Spencer Ware... I have Sharkandic West in another league, so I was really frustrated in a lot of charters. That was like one of the most frustrating fantasy games in a while for me, especially since it was one of the only three afternoon games. But I did uh, insert Thomas Rawls over uh, LeGarrette Blunt when the news came out, Lynch, surprise, inactive. And I actually have him in five leagues, so that was pretty sick. One of those rare things when... You know, totally unexpected. You know, I mean, Lynch, whatever, he played the week before. Right. And I just, I'm like, I didn't realize I had roles on this team. Oh, on this team, I've had him stashed in five of my ten leagues I'm in. And now Lynch might actually be out, you know, for the season. So that's, it's pretty sick. I'm pretty pumped up about that. And, you know, League of Leagues, we had another win and, and, and looking pretty good right now. Yeah,
1: now we're definitely getting the playoffs and our team. going to do damage. The problem is our running backs that people mocked are great. And our receivers kind of suck. Like, Julio's been fine. He's not, after three games, he hasn't been, like, as dominant as he was. But, Calvin's been very mediocre, and T.Y. Hilton is screwed without luck. Yep, he's shit out of luck. One would say. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so, yes, he- <laughs> you, you like that one? Are you done? Uh, no,
0: it's it's great. I like all your puns.
1: Okay, and so, uh, but you know what? In the playoffs, luck might be back in the fantasy playoffs. There's a chance. Right. right. So that that's all we need. Now we're we're going to make it. You know. Now I feel strongly that we're going to make the playoffs. So. Just really matters, but it's like Stopa this week. Like I'm agonizing with this Eli Bortles decision, but I looked at the standings. It'd be very hard for me, knock on wood, not to make the playoffs at this point. Just the way it's—it's it's very like have and have nots in that league.
0: Yeah. yeah. So,
1: um, so anyway, so I, I, it doesn't really matter. We'll, we'll see what happens then. I have one league, uh, so I'll just tell you this quick aside. Um, so yesterday, I mean Sunday, uh, the game started off. I have Freeman in three leagues, especially in my two best two of my best teams. I have Freeman, obviously. He's one you know, of my best teams that have him. Um, and first quarter, he's out with a concussion. And by, like, the third quarter, all the games are going south on me. And I think I'm 0-8 against the spread. I think I'm headed for 0-8 and Freeman losing in both Stopa, costing me both Stopa and this NFFC league where I'm in first place. And I'm, like, just, you know, beside myself. Just this, this fantasy football sucks. Why am I watching this? You know, I should go out. like It's a nice day. I should go do something outside. Like, I'm just so miserable. Well, I ended up 7 and six, seven, 6 and 1 and both of those teams won without Freeman and I you know the Freeman thing like I assume he's coming back this week, right? It's just a concussion. Yeah, I
0: think he's fine. I, I mean, think he, early signs say he yeah. should be fine.
1: So it's not it didn't even matter, but I was like suicidal, you know, in the early game. I was like seriously like this is I give this I give up. I quit my job. I don't want to do this anymore. And it was like no big deal. It's just amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that is funny.
1: And uh, the other thing is that – so that Devonta, that Devonta Freeman team that was my best FC team, I drafted Le'Veon Bell in the first round, Andrew Luck in the second round. you know. And, like, four weeks ago, I was like, oh, I got Freeman, I got Bell, I got Andrew Luck. You know, and I was like, this team's going to win the $100,000. And, of course – but, I, got, you know, I have Javoris Allen. You know, these, the football this year, it's, it's – I'm writing this in my East Coast offense column. There are so many injuries this year. I don't think there's ever been a year with more injuries than this. I Maybe I'm just – Imagining it, but I went down the list. Twenty-one out of the first forty-eight guys by ADP on NFC have missed at least one game. So basically, almost half have missed at least a game. And then second, twelve starting quarterbacks have missed games.
0: That that's especially crazy because that's that has been you know recently been a pretty safe position.
1: Third, the rookie receiving class. You have Amari Cooper from these are the first round picks. Okay, you have Amari Cooper. It's fine. He's been good. You have Kevin White out for the year. Basically, he might come back for a couple games if he's lucky. Devontae Parker, injury destroyed his season. Brashad Perriman never set foot on the field. Philip Dorsett played like a few snaps, got hurt, out for the year. And am I forgetting somebody else? Oh, yeah. Nelson Aguilar has been useless, but some of it he was banged up. But, you know, it's not totally because of the injury. But this has been, I think, the worst injury year ever. And your, your team, if you have Javoris Allen and Charkandrick West, might be Spencer Ware and John Rawls.
0: That's it. That's Thomas Rawls.
1: Thomas Rawls. Yeah, John Rawls is the philosopher. Yeah.
0: Stephon Diggs, I think, is probably the second best what, uh, rookie receiver. Is that, is that yeah. what it
1: is? Oh, yeah. No, he's been pretty good. But, like, just those first rounders. I mean, those.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. They're totally
1: useless. This has just been.
0: Which is just, crazy coming off. I mean, I guess not totally unexpected, but it's just funny coming off last year when it was, like, the best rookie receiving group ever.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, you, 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 know, you knew it was going to be a correction, but not this steep, not <laughs> right, this severe. Right, anyway, right. It just, I, I think this has been the craziest year. And, and it doesn't really – you could be like, oh, I lost Le'Veon Bell and Aaron Foster and you know, and Jamal Charles. But it's like, so what? I'm still in first place. because so I picked up these five other dudes who I, didn't even, I hadn't even heard of before the this season. This, yeah. This is, it's always so, like that, but it's more like that than ever, that it's all about like the waiver wire and picking up guys and starting you know, Devin Funches last week or starting the one guy that goes – it's just crazy.
0: No, and, and as you said, all those injuries to quarterback—that—that's what's really absurd.
1: It's really—I think this is the worst year ever, and I, I'm not sure why. It might just be random. I, I don't know what it is. I'm not—I'm not exactly sure. Anyway, that's just a little uh, digression. But um, where are we now? We're on Arizona. Uh, so you don't? Okay, so you're taking San Diego because I would use Jacksonville. I—I don't feel that strongly about it, but fuck San Diego. They suck. I mean, they, they, and they've checked it. And Mike McCoy is terrible. Gus Bradley's terrible, but Mike McCoy is bottom five.
0: Well, if you want to go to bat for them, I, I certainly don't feel strongly about. No, San no, Diego. no.
1: I don't think I'm gonna. Go, I don't think I'll need okay. to. I think there's enough. Okay. okay. Now you got Arizona minus ten and a half now at San Francisco. You're the San Francisco guys. So I'll let you make this pick.
0: Well, I've gone against the Forty ers I think the last two weeks, at least. I don't mean just you know staff picks. Literally, my best bet has been the opposition. Right. Uh, they surprised against the Falcons and then uh, Seattle came through last week. Um, but, I would say uh,
1: the Falcons surprised. I, I, would, I would phrase right. it that
0: way. <laughs> Fair enough. I am not making this my best bet. And I'm actually uh, going to lean toward taking San Francisco. They they played a much better defense at home this year. And Blaine Gabber has shockingly been a little bit competent. I, I do not think there's any chance of him having a future or whatever um, at, at the quarterback, at anyone's franchise quarterback. But even though he's still young i think he's younger than Kaepernick, actually but um but and arizona's great but 10 and a half on the road is a lot so i'm going to i'm going to take the dog here
1: yeah this would be 16 and a half in arizona but appropriately so probably right i'm on the yeah finals. you know
0: i've been down on on san francisco i picked yeah. against like five weeks in a row so i'm not being a homer or anything i just <laughs> 10 and a half i mean it's uh, but arizona's really good don't get me wrong i mean palmer could just go crazy um but but Slightly lean toward us, San Francisco.
1: Yeah, it's hardly being a homer to take your own team plus ten and a half at home. <laughs> it's like you know, you're not saying they're good. You're saying they're not the worst team in the history of the NFL. One thing that I think maybe uh, the, the Niners have gone for them is that Arizona's not really a good running team. Like Chris Johnson is very mediocre. And so I think, you know, you get blown out when, it's, when they're up ten in the second half and the run – the running game kills you, right? They just start to blow open big holes and gas you. Arizona really relies on the pass. That's how they score most of their points. And if they're not throwing very much because they've got a comfortable lead against a bad team, uh, although Arians is a little Bill Belichick, you know, he's a little bit like that. Like, he's not quite, but he won't necessarily take his foot off the
0: gas. No, that's true. That is true.
1: He's not one of those teams that's just like, okay, we have a game one. I'm on the fence. I don't know what to do here. The San Francisco's got to be the sharp side, right? I mean, this is a huge line, and no one wants to take San Francisco.
0: Yeah, one would think. We just saw Arizona in primetime win, too, so I would think so. Yeah,
1: I mean, I would never bet this game. I mean, if I had to, I, I, and I do have to, I'm going to take San Francisco, right? Um, okay, now here's a game that I would fight for. Wow, this went down. Damn. This was four and a half when I first looked at it. It's Pittsburgh plus four, and there's some three and a halves in there at Seattle. I like Pittsburgh, man. I, you know, I think that Gabbert, for him to get 7.2 YPA, a touchdown, no picks, 200 yards or whatever he had against Seattle and move the ball a little bit, to me says, okay, he's been competent and obviously no pressure on him at this point. But it also says something about Seattle's D. And they got lit up the week before by Arizona in Seattle. Uh, I just don't think they're nearly what they were the last couple of years. And Pittsburgh, like Arizona, is a team that can and probably will light them up. I like Pittsburgh here. I don't know if they went outright, but I think this is a 50-50 game.
0: Right with you, uh, last night, there my preliminary um, best bet, actually, of the week was I wrote down for Pittsburgh. But I think at the time, as you said, it was four and a half or five maybe even. So that's not, not as, you know, I wish it was a little bit more. But, yeah, I mean, Seattle, clearly not the, the team that they have been in the past. And um, I do like Rawls in fantasy terms, but Pittsburgh's really defended the run well. Um, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger's getting 8.9 YPA this season. 8.9. I mean that's just like out of control. I mean, Mark, look who's got to throw to. I know he yeah, has Martavis Bryant, and Antonio Brown. I mean, hey, that I'm, I'm not joking when I said I went kind of big on them at 25 to one. I looked at it. I just looked at it. What is kind of there, big? There were probably 10 teams more favored than on, the 25 cough to one. Puff it up. And and I think there's an argument they're the second best team in the NFL. Right? Would you? Would you? Strongly feel like another team would be. Would uh, and, Arizona right.
1: better. I think Arizona's kind of got there. I mean, if their receiver, if John Brown and Michael Floyd are healthy, yeah, okay, I think mean, Arizona is sick. Those receivers. I mean, Michael Floyd. People don't realize that guy is. I probably say this every week. Six three, two twenty, 220, two twenty five, and four, you know, four four forty. I mean, that's just. He's like Julio Jones, man. He's he's a monster. They got him, and they got John Brown, who's like four three seven forty or something like that. Just fly, and then Fitzgerald's really good now. And Palmer's playing at MVP level, and have a good offensive line. Man, Arizona is just—they're just like Pittsburgh, but with a better D.
0: Yeah, Arizona is pretty good. You're, I, I agree with you, and they have an easier path, I'd say, in the in the NFC. But um, and
1: Carolina—I mean, you know, we—the fact that we're not automatically including them, <laughs> despite being ten and zero, is disrespectful. I mean, they're certainly in the conversation. So, sure, there's some good, you know, and Cincinnati's good too. I mean, they're—they're, they're, but yeah, Pittsburgh. Probably the fifth best team, and there's upside for them. Uh, the the only thing is, don't you think Pittsburgh's a sucker side? I mean, they're a public team already. Every you know nobody respects Seattle. They're, they're, I mean, yeah, they beat up on the Niners, big deal. But they they lost to Arizona at home. They almost lost to the Lions. I, I know Seattle has still has a little bit of reputation from the last two seasons, but I would assume Seattle's going to be the the public's not going to be on Seattle here.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. Well, just in general, almost every week Pittsburgh probably is the the public side, and and I should say. Um, well, first, I'll say that New England looks like—I no, mean, I wouldn't say it's a perfect comparison to when they were you know, undefeated that other year when the first half of the season was totally different than the second half. For whatever reason, the offense just became a different team. Uh, this, this year, it's more injuries. Obviously, they weren't as good with Moss in his prime, but they look a little bit vulnerable to me. Um, having said that, Pittsburgh does have to travel to Seattle— they have another game in Cincinnati, and then they face Denver. So, I mean, they're not like a shoe-in to even make the playoffs, and they need to stay healthy. I don't know about Roethlisberger's health, uh, to be to be quite honest. Right. But I just think if this team makes the tournament, I mean, 8.9 YPA with those receivers is just, just very dangerous. Um, coming yeah. off a bye. They're coming off a bye, by the way, too, which which theoretically should help us uh, this week. But um, you might be right, and it might be the sucker side. But I, I could see this being more of a 50-50. I, I would never really think that – uh, the sucker side would be the team picking, you know, playing in Seattle. I feel like that's just the default way to go usually.
1: Yeah, but as I said, this year I think the the shine is worn is, is kind of worn off their star a little bit. You know, it's they're not really the in, you know unbeatable. I mean, that was in C, that was in Seattle. The Detroit almost beat them, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean that that's crazy. I mean Detroit. I, I'm still taking Pittsburgh. I'm just pointing it out. I'm still taking. Okay. it I, I I think it's a fifty fifty game. And they're getting points. And I think they're just going to go up and down the field. At the end of the game, one of the teams is going to have a chance to win.
0: Right. Not just points, too. Four. Not even just a field goal. Right.
1: Right. They're getting four points. Right. I, I'm on Pittsburgh. All right. And New England is, I did think about that also, that it's like they're undefeated season, the way they kind of slowed down at the end. Um, although they were very close to winning, going 19-0. and 0. I mean, the Giants game, that Super Bowl is so close. They should have lost to the Giants two weeks ago. I mean, it was just not even, they, they pretty much had it wrapped up and they blew it. Um, so, yeah, they're definitely not what they were a few weeks ago, and, and obviously it's the injuries, and we'll see if they can develop James White or, you know, Keyshawn Martin if he ever gets healthy. It looks like Dobson got hurt again. If they can develop those guys into players midstream, which is hard to do, you know, maybe they can get back. And they may even get Edelman back in the playoffs. But anyways, New England, this game was crazy. Opened at minus 5.5, and, and I thought, that's just nuts in Denver. <laughs> I, I, you know, but minus 3 in Denver, and here's the thing, right? New England certainly hasn't been impressive, but uh, Brock Osweiler is the QB. And obviously you'd rather have Peyton there if you're New England because he's horrible. But Bill Belichick pretty much feasts on young QBs. I mean, Terod Taylor did not do much last game. And I think New England's going to give... That defense played well against Buffalo, and that defense isn't bad. I think the bigger problem for Denver isn't New England offense in some ways, it's the New England defense.
0: And New England defense is is very good, um, but so is Denver's. Obviously, a couple of hiccups here of late, but there's still a, a strong strong defensive unit. I mean, this is a team that's eight and two, with uh, nine of those games coming with the, you know the lowest quarterback rating in the NFL. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty crazy. So if is just average, this this team is is a you know a big improvement. He did get nine point three YPA. Last week, but that a lot of that came on that one pass to Demarius Thomas and I'm the jury's obviously still out on Osweiler.
1: The jury hasn't uh, even been picked. I mean, here's the thing. He got 9.3 YPA and Ronnie Hillman got 100 yards. Okay, and they scored 17 points and Chicago was knocking on the door, just needing a two point conversion to go to overtime. I mean, how did they only have 17 points?
0: Yeah, Chicago has been playing better of late, and they didn't have Manuel Sanders. Um, integrating Vernon Davis was interesting. I hear you though. No, I definitely hear you. And I never like going against Belichick. I, I think I pick New England just reflexively almost every every week. But I'm actually kind of leaning toward going with the home dog here uh, in Denver. I mean, I think it's partially just the Patriots right now. Man, that pass rush could really get to Brady, and, and with the lack of receivers. I don't know. I could see a, a bit of a hiccup here. Nothing would shock me. A, a Patriots win by 10 wouldn't surprise me, but I'm going to actually uh, go with Denver on this one.
1: Yeah, I'm on the fence. I may end up with New England. I, I, at first, I was going to say when it was five and a half, it was Denver, no no question. But at three, man, I mean, Brady versus Osweiler is just such a huge disparity. And I know that the offensive line in Denver is bad too, though. That's the other thing. It's not like New England's the only one with the bad offensive line. But you're right. Those pass rushers—they're gonna obviously Belichick. They, everything we're saying, they know, and they're gonna figure out ways to get to get the ball out of Brady's hands. I just wonder if they have, you know, Amendola is banged up. By the way, he may not play.
0: That's it. Oh, I'm, I'm aware. I have him going in a couple spots. I, I I'm aware he left the that that game last night uh, after that punt return. Um, one thing I will say is um, is Denver ran the ball against Chicago, and that might just be a function of a defense having. It's just one game, I know, but. And defenses could just crowd the box, knowing that Peyton Manning could not throw physically was incapable of throwing a football ten yards through the air downfield. Just the fact that Osweiler, while his cannon arm has been a bit overrated, it is you know it is a lot stronger than the current version of Peyton Manning, and that in of itself might just help this running game. And maybe the the offensive line has been. You know, unfairly maligned, partially just because defenses was so one dimensional with, with the way Peyton Manning was playing. And they, they, the opposing defenses and the coaching staffs clearly saw that on tape.
1: It's so weird, though, because you would think that, like, that reputation would have, you know, preceded any sort of short term scouting. Like, the teams would be overly respecting Peyton, even though he sucked for weeks.
0: I think at first, but it just became so clear. I think it just became just sadly clear. But, At I mean, some point. but
1: even early in the season, they couldn't run the ball, even before right. they knew that Peyton was terrible.
0: Right, right.
1: I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, that, that does make sense.
0: And New England's really good against a run, by the way. I don't expect Denver to come out and all of a sudden run it down their throats or something.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, you know, both both defenses may have the upper hand in this game. You know, it used to be Brady Manning. Now it's Osweiler versus Brady with no receivers and no offensive line. So it's interesting. I, I I'm still – I'm not – I have to write the column tomorrow and I'll pick a side, but it's certainly one that I would not bet. Uh, okay, and then Monday night, this is just a hilarious game because you realize the Ravens have lost their quarterback, their starting running back, their backup running back. Talia Farrow was actually their backup running back early in the year. Their their number one receiver, Steve Smith. Their rookie number one pick receiver, Brashad Perriman, who was supposed to be a starter. They lost their number one pass rusher in Terrell Suggs. They lost their number one run stopper in Halodi Nada in the off season. I mean they, they, and then they went and they played a schedule where they had seven. The first five of the first seven games were on the road, four of which were on the West Coast. Like this this, and they've lost like all their games. They lost by like a handful of points. This season could not have gone worse for the Ravens. Um, and now they got Matt Schaub as their QB, just to you know, just to mock them even more. But I almost have to take him here, getting especially if it goes to three. It's two and a half, three. It's still two and a half right now.
0: Yeah, I know that's. It's been a nightmare season for sure. What about Monday Night Football prime time? I like. I like how Tarico couldn't even. He didn't even try to fake it last night. He's like, "Are you a true football fan?" Because we're going to test. <laughs> you know, test. Yeah, I, I like that he you know dealt with it. Uh, just, and so,
1: are you a degenerate gambler? Do you must you have money on every game? Because this is the only reason to watch this and fantasy.
0: Right, I mean not just if the records weren't bad enough now you got Matt Schaub starting for Baltimore and you can't even play the Johnny football angle anymore although of oh, the course they're terrible. gonna beat that into the to death you know they're going to talk about that I'm sure you have a an opinion on on well, on bench- I, was,
1: I was arguing with your guy Yahoo writer uh, Dan Wetzel he he wrote a column and I like quoted his column on Twitter and said come on man like it's ridiculous like he, you know it, I you know it just the idea that this guy, he's making it seem like he did something wrong. All he did was go out and hang out with his buddies at a club, right? And
0: During, an, during a bye week.
1: A bye week, right? And he, I guess he had promised not to do that anymore. But it's a promise under coercion, right? They're like, you must, you know, obviously to save his job, he'll say, okay, I won't do this or that. But, dude, he's an, he's not just a monk. You know, he's a, he's a 22-year-old dude who's allowed to go and you know, on his off, if he was just at home watching TV all day, nobody would have said anything. But he still wouldn't have been studying football or working out. He would have been doing something else. This is doing something else, but it's just a control thing. It's Mike Pettin, who's, in my opinion, a terrible coach uh, and one of those old school control free types, it seems like. He's always, always like putting te- uh, Terrence West in the doghouse or cut, you know, saying one week that what's his name? Who's that guy? Ben Tate was his guy and then cutting him the next week. It was just Robert <laughs> Turbin cutting him. They just, I, I don't think that guy's a good coach. They never stood up for Josh Gordon, the whole organization. They never lifted Think about when the whole deflate game thing happened. The Patriots, they were 100% behind Brady. It was like they went to war with the league on Brady's behalf. They were, anything Brady, was. They were, they were defending him. They were saying things in the press. When Josh Gordon got busted for some super minor crap, the Browns were never like, this is unfair. He's a good guy. He's worked hard. He's one of the greatest receivers in the league. They didn't say anything. They just cut the court. They didn't care. And I feel like it's the same thing with Manziel. It's like they they'd rather be, oh, we we you know, if we can't control you and tell you what you can and can't do in your off time, then, you know, we don't need you on the team. Okay, fine. Go go forward with Josh McCown as your QB. Great idea.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's must be more to this. Like he they he must not have shown any contrition or something. He must have just Didn't like how his behavior, once they they brought up the subject to him, there has to be more to, not that that makes it right either, by the way. Um, But, but uh, yeah, it's,
1: it's like, it's like people are like, Oh, he's an idiot. He shouldn't have done that. Let's set aside whether, you know, being his career counselor for a second, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it was a dumb career move to go do that, but dude, you're a free person, you know, like it's not, you're not an indentured servant to these teams. Like you have to show up, you have to go to the practices, you have to work hard. If you play well enough, they should give you a starting job. If you don't play well enough, they should bench you. But like your your off times, your off time. Like, just why would they even? What do they care? You know, Wetzel was like, "Oh, it's embarrassing to Mike Pettin that, that he's caught out at the club." Why? Stop being so easily embarrassed. You know, like just let it go. If he's like wrecks his car around a tree while wasted, okay. Then it's embarrassing, and you you know, and and you gotta cut him or suspend him. But if if he's just out of the club, I, I just don't understand it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. At least for as far as this picking this game, it probably doesn't change much. Although it is interesting how Manziel surprisingly looked good during his last outing. I think he threw for the second most yards of the week against Pittsburgh when Roethberger had the most yards in that same game. But they should be, you know, concerned about the is he the answer, their long term answer. Yeah, but they, now we they, just... they let
1: this bullshit get in the way. Who cares? They're like, oh, well, he's not behaving. He's not doing what we said. You know, it's the same thing with Josh Gordon. Like the guy had a couple beers on a plane they shouldn't have had. And it's like, they don't, they're like, oh, he's spending There's no fight. Nobody cares. And this team would rather just be like, I told them not to do that. You see, now we lost them. Okay, great. You're a shitty team every single year. Your team sucks. Your fans are miserable because your team sucks. You're not well coached. You're not a good team, not developing players. And so what? So you were right. You know, so you, you told them and now you, you showed them who's boss. Good job. It's just about control. You know, and that's this is a shitty team, and so I'm I'm taking the Ravens. Fuck uh, them, Brad. just, <laughs> fuck them. Just out of out that's of, uh, <laughs> I like fucking that. Fucking cowards. Just brothers. out of principle. Suck. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Mike, Pence, well, he has like, a dick. He's like so old school, like old school in a stupid way. You know?
0: Yeah, I'm probably gonna take the. I'm probably going to take the Browns and the stat picks purely because of uh, Matt Shaw. When we last saw him, he was throwing a pick six every other, uh, every other play, it seemed like. But um, you've almost talked me out of it. Uh, but frankly. also,
1: I think Javaris Allen might be better than Justin Forsett. Justin Forsett sucked.
0: Oh, he looked, yeah, yeah.
1: And, and I think that, you know, Cleveland's run D is horrendous. And I think Baltimore may run the ball and play D here. I think this may be okay. I think they're going to win. That's my prediction.
0: All right. I can yeah. see it. So we, what, what, are, what are our picks we're going with this right. week? The, the Texans Fuck for the sure. the Browns, man. I'm
1: done with that <laughs> Tell team. Tell us not how that, you really feel. It's like I'm
0: done with that team. It's not like I had
1: ever had any relationship with that team, but I'm done with them.
0: Man, Manziel should hook up with Josh Gordon next year. They should both go to the same. Uh, go to the
1: Giants, you know. I'll, I'll usher Eli into retirement. I love that. Manziel and uh, Josh Gordon. Uh, play, yeah. And Gordon Beckham. That's actually the name of a baseball player, uh, but it would also be their receiver tent.
0: Right, right, right.
1: All right. Um, it is crazy that Josh Gordon could come back next year. I don't know if it's possible after that long of a layoff, but he could come back next year. You know.
0: Yeah. No. I know. I'm. I'm curious. Yeah.
1: Anyway. All right. So let's go over this. I would. You know, Houston's definite, right?
0: Yeah. Definite.
1: You know, I. I would do Minnesota. It's super obvious, though. I mean, I think. I don't know why. I don't. I can't imagine a single member of the public taking Atlanta here.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's definitely. I would be on board.
1: All right, so I'm willing to do Minnesota. I'm definitely doing Houston. I think we should do Cincinnati. I think we both feel it. I think we're both on board with that.
0: Yeah, I wrote it. I, I made a mark. Let's okay. let's include them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean,
1: I like the Giants, but I don't care. I'm I'm invested enough anyway in them. So. Okay. Uh, and then um, well, definitely
0: Steelers, right? I mean, I, I don't Steelers. care. Steelers. We're doing the Steelers. Yeah. The uh, that's three we have locked in for Steelers, sure.
1: Texans and Bengals. We're definitely doing. Yes. And then, you know, I don't feel that strongly about some of these. I mean, the Giants I would do, I would do Tampa. I would do Minnesota. Um, and then, you know, I, I would do Chicago, but I don't love taking them in Green Bay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I could see them getting killed.
1: Well, yeah, obviously if Green Bay covers they're, they're probably going to kill them because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, the line is nine. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh... I and mean, if you wanted to be, you know, have some sack, we could take the Niners as one of our five.
0: Ooh, yeah. I'm on board.
1: That's some serious... That's like what a professional does, you know what I mean? Not this pussy shit that we do, like, oh, well, we can't take a terrible team, you know?
0: Yeah, let's do the Let's, let's do the revisit Niners. that
1: comment. That's what a professional does next week when they lose 47-2. <laughs> all
0: right, so... All right, let's do the Niners, and then do you want to add the Vikings or Giants? Sack up and pick one.
1: Uh... Oh right, I guess the Giants. I don't. I don't. You know the Vikings. I feel like you, They're just. I just can't take the Falcons laying points. I just can't do it. Like it's like I would try to do it, and I'd be restrained by my conscience. Uh, so I can't do it. So I. So, so that's the only reason I like the Vikings. It's not like I like them. It's only, It's just because I, the other. The alternative is so terrible. Whereas the Giants actually like a
0: little bit. Okay, so Texans, Bengals, Giants, Steelers. And then the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah,
1: that's it. <laughs> you know, that, this, is the winning, this is a winning type of thing. Yeah. We're gonna go, I think we're going to go 5-0 oh this week.
0: Yeah, we, I, I think we might have said that once or twice before, there's but this, two this time it's there's true. Only two,
1: there's only two things that can happen this week, 5-0 and oh, or 2-2-1. Two, two and one. Those are my two predictions.
0: Right, okay. All right. All right, man. Good stuff, man. We're done. All right. Take it good easy. Time, later, on.
1: You are listening to the East Coast Offense Podcast on RotoWire. This is Chris Liss talking with Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. Thank you for listening.